You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome to The Express. It's Bilal Bakani and my second favorite, Daniel, Daniel Shahori. Although I guess now that Brian is now Danielson, yep. I guess you are my I, I pointed that out before and you still yeah. insisted that I was forgot. your second. Anyway. Nevertheless, NXT is going head to head with Ring of Honor, sort of on the same day at different times. Um, it's not really a big deal, but it's happening. Um, Dan, what are your thoughts as we face this Saturday showdown? Is it literally at the same time? No. Uh, the NXT show is at night, and the Ring of Honor show is, I think, at 2 p.m. or so. so really? 2 p.m. and 8 p.m., I believe, give or take. Oh, I didn't even know that. So, well, uh, as I mentioned to you before, uh, I have haven't followed NXT in a, since the last time you asked me to do an NXT podcast. It's been a long, long time. I've only, I'm only aware of the Ring of Honor because they, it's because it's an AEW pay-per-view and they, they promote it on AEW television. And this is the, the sixth or seventh uh, AEW pay-per-view of the year. So I only know about it because of that. But it's, but we'll get to it. It's, I am, no, I am not excited about either of them. And I should correct it. It's actually 4 p.m. I went to Google that. So if somebody's trying to set their DVR, I don't want to throw them off. 4 p.m. Eastern for the Ring of Honor show. Um, but when I look at these cards, it, it's funny because I think the Ring of Honor card is better because it's a lot of established stars working yes. with Ring of Honor stars, most of which we know. And yet, you know, NXT is going to be at 8 p.m. NXT is going to be on Peacock. Um, it, it's it's a weird thing because the big gigantic wrestling company is basically doing a five dollar show, and the not as big gigantic wrestling company has bought a smaller company, which is less known than the small company WWE created, and is you know charging a pay per view type rate for it. Which is uh, what uh, that I'll have to look up, but. Twenty nine uh, ninety nine US. So yeah. you know, do, do let, let me resummarize that because it gets very sticky. Do you want to break up your Saturday and pay thirty dollars American, or do you want to pay five bucks at night or later on your DVR and watch NXT? And despite the fact it's it's a minor <laughs> league show versus an established brand with a mix of new and old stars, NXT has a weird advantage here. Uh, and I'd, I'd be the first to admit admit it's not really earned in any way do we know who claimed this date first oh i think it was the ring of honor show and then triple h added the nxt deadline show and especially since deadline is a brand new concept so did tony khan move it he because he i'm sure he didn't choose 4 p.m as his starting time so he moved it for that reason i don't know if he um moved the time because uh... he he'd never why would he have done a 4 p.m otherwise you know what? I'm just because I don't want to spend the entire show uh, talking about timings. Tweet me at Bilal V87 if he did move it. My thought is he didn't move it. This was the time they had, and NXT went in. But I, I could be wrong. Uh, if you find it, Dan, while I'm chatting, let me know. I'm, I'm not seeing it right away here. Um, but I'll start to get into this card. And what I'm going to do with the NXT side, especially because I get it, uh, the NXT ratings are basically somewhere between, and I mean less than, Dynamite but more than Rampage, which mm. is not exactly high on the wrestling no. uh, totem pole of ratings. It's there, but it's, you know, below average uh, in the world of wrestling. So the main event is going to feature Braun Breaker, the offspring of the Steiner brothers, and the mm -hmm. other Steiner brother is his uncle, taking on Apollo Crews, who 
you may remember as Commander Aziz, um, who had to run in WWE, who was in NXT and now has come back to NXT to, you know, he would say win the NXT championship. And realistically, he's probably a stepping stone for Braun Breaker. I know they pulled the Dolph Ziggler thing at WrestleMania at Stand and Deliver, where Ziggler won the title and then lost it back to Braun. But the thing about this that's very interesting, Dan, because, you know, a, a former NXT star coming down to make a champion look good is going to happen again on this card in a few minutes. We'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. But for anyone who's missed this, the, the build of this card has been, I'm Braun Breaker. There's a lot of pressure being champion. I'm going to go fishing. The next week, uh, he goes into the diner where Apollo has all his visions, although those have strangely stopped. And Braun and Apollo have like a buddy comedy, which is not that funny in the diner. And then this past week on NXT... Apollo went fishing with Braun Breaker. And I, I appreciate, Dan, when you have two baby faces who respect each other and they try to be tongue-in-cheek about it. But the two guys aren't that funny. Uh, but I guess it's uh, respectful. You know, when you when you just, because I have no idea about any of this, uh, my biggest question was, where is Commander Aziz? But I'll, mm-hmm. I'll skip over that. Oh, yeah, Commander so, Aziz is the heavy. My bad. But is he... Uh, I guess no, he's, he's no gone. longer in this... Right, okay. So... The way you described this to me, I was like, oh, this is kind of intriguing. But I'm sure if I had spent the last month mm-hmm. watching this, I would not be so intrigued, correct? Yeah, it's it's, it's a stepping stone. And, you know, it's it really feels like one day Braun was talking about fishing and Shawn Michaels was like, freaking Braun Bricker, shut up about fishing. We'll film two fishing things and then shut up about it. And Apollo, I know you like that diner. We'll film two things and then shut up about it. And that honestly feels like the booking behind us. I can't imagine how else they would have arrived at this destination for your main event program that seems pretty passive aggressive. So Braun has been champion for over a year now. Yes. Uh, yeah, about a year. Uh, Give you you know you have to count the loss to Ziggler and rewinning the title, but you know if you right. minus that, uh, close to a year. Why is he as the is there a chance that Apollo is going to win this and he's going to move up? I don't think so. And it'll, it'll feed into our next match. But the, the big thing with deadline is we have these iron survivor challenge matches, which I'm going to have to explain, which I'm not even fully sure what they are, but essentially this show is all about naming those next uh, number one contenders. So, and Apollo came to NXT three or four months ago and set out this challenge and kind of just did a lot of the matches that he could do to help everybody first. He didn't really get right into the title program. So this never really felt like an impending threat for the title. I could be reading this wrong, but I would be shocked if Apollo wins this match. But when are they going to bring this kid up? Well, he seems ready. So this is an interesting point, Dan. You have as as other people that they brought up recently. You know, especially with that Survivor Challenge, you have the opportunity to basically tell the audience, okay, it's been a year, and and the way it's been pitched is, and I'll I'll make this flow into the next match. Basically, the way they picked the people for this Iron Survivor, at least four of the five, was they got a panel together, and it was Shawn Michaels, Road Dog. Okay, this I saw. Yeah. I I isolated that. I watched that on on YouTube. Medusa and Molly Holly. Yes. Okay, I watched that one. Yeah. And, uh, you know... It was not good. There were some funny jokes. There were some, you know, like I think X-Pac took it pretty seriously. I think Road Dog was trying to show that he's still funny, which he's not. Um, mm. Medusa and Molly Holly were pretty good in this, though, in terms of their opinions on stuff. But essentially, it it was this weird like, oh, what if NXT was American Idol? 
Well, it's it's not American Idol. It's not about necessarily correcting with the audience because these matches are filled with heels who don't really connect with the match. In fact, they're heel heavy. Uh, but nevertheless, they pretty much selected all but one of the opponents here. We'll talk about the men first, and I should try to explain, and I'm going to probably get this wrong. The Iron Survivor Challenge starts with two people, and it's essentially an Iron Man match and a championship scramble combined with mm-hmm. a shark cage because when you are pinned, you are put into a penalty box for 90 seconds. So think championship scramble, a little bit of war games, and Iron Man in 25 minutes. That's the best way I could describe what I think this match will work as. So you've got Carmelo Hayes, who, you know, similar to what you said about Braun Breaker, I think a lot of people thought this is a guy who has that swagger, who could work with an MVP or an Omos, and has a manager in Trick Williams who could go up. You have Grayson Waller, who Mm -hmm. really seems like the favorite. You know, his, his talk show last night on NXT was the main event, was him The Waller effect? The Waller effect. Mm-hmm. And he's an incredibly, incredibly good superstar. They've let him, you know, write off Johnny Gargano from NXT. They've let him do a lot of stuff. Uh, Joe Gacy, who's probably just there because of the connection with The Rock's daughter, and that's a thing. So why not put him on this platform as an easy out? J.D. McDonough, who's had a lot of title shots before, and the gimmick's kind of starting to wear thin. And Axiom, who you know, kind of feels like he's in there, the former A-Kid for anyone who watched NXT UK. He kind of feels like, and he's pretty much said as much on the show, he's the guy who's going to go in there and try to run run the clock. And essentially, he is surrounded by four heels and Braun Breaker's a face. And he is just the one baby face who's going to try to Shawn Michaels' thing and is going to fail. I really feel like this is their chance to put Grayson Waller in that spot and the only reason they haven't done it to this point is that Waller is such a good character that they've been able to plug him into a lot of holes and everything they've thrown at him, whether it's hosting a segment for the women, whether it's the Gargano match, whether it's like having a cameo in the Chase University stuff, he's been really good. But I think they've got to pull the trigger on him because if it's just going to be, well, Carmelo Hayes, who doesn't need to win a match to be number one contender, has won this. Or Joe Gacy, who can cheat to get this, has won it. Or J.D. McDonough, who's got it before, has won it. Or Axiom, who's, you know, just kind of there, has won it. Um, I think it's kind of now or never for Waller. And, and Dan, we've seen this countless times, is when WWE has a chance to push someone, if they don't do it initially, they sometimes never get to it. I thought when I, a year ago, when I was peripherally watching Carmelo Hayes, I thought he was ready to come up then. Mm-hmm. And they're still holding on to him. So without knowing anything of these backstories, I'm going to say Grayson Waller. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it'd be big. And I'm I think, guessing. yeah, no, and I think he, it's it's weird how this young guy has kind of become a veteran leader of this roster in like a year. But I think this is a good spot to just see how he is with the champion. Because that's the championship. That's the one thing they haven't done is let him hold a title and see how he is, not just being that heel who's running around. All right, let's try, at least I don't have to describe it this time, to talk about the Iron Survivor Challenge for the women. It's Roxanne Perez, who's had a great showing over her time in NXT. Cora Jade, her former best friend. They're never going to let you forget about that. Zoe Stark, who just turned heel. uh, Kiana James. And Indy Hartwell, who won the last spot in this just the other night in NXT. Again, uh, Mandy's... Mandy Rose is not even defending her title on this paper. And she lost her brother. So pretty understandable. Mm -hmm. She's not going to defend her title. 
Um, she's just kind of watching and observing, but you can't have a Cora Jade or a freshly turned Zoe Stark or a Kiana James. You can't have any of those heels win. So you're left with Roxanne Perez, which, you know, they did off the back, I believe, of a tournament uh, or Indy Hartwell, who actually confronted Mandy Rose. And Dan, if that hadn't happened last night on NXT, I would have said, well, I think Roxanne Perez is going to win. She's seems like the baby face of the future for this brand. But because Hartwell had that interaction with Mandy Rose, it's pretty 50-50, but I'm going to lean towards Indy Hartwell, despite the fact that on Raw, we're seeing Gargano, Candice, and Dexter Loomis together. Candice is legitimately feuding with the tag team champions without a partner. So I'm almost talking myself out of it as I'm saying it, but essentially it's Roxanne Perez or Indy Hartwell, and you could flip a coin as to which baby face will hopefully finally dethrone Mandy Rose. So... Roxanne Perez is that's Roxy, right? That from yes, they changed her name. Former ROA's champion. Yep, you got it. So because of this, because of what's happening here on this head-to-head, mm-hmm. I'm going to say they will showcase Roxanne Perez to go over and uh, just you know because to show them that uh, they no longer have the shiny toy. Yeah, and, and Perez is I think 21, and she is she's a prospect of the future. Like her, yeah. To a lesser extent, I think Tiffany Stratton. I think, and more so Perez, because she's got that that indie, for lack of a better term, uh, background. You could point yeah. to her and say, you know, if you had to take one woman on the NXT roster and put your money on them as a future world champion, it, it's Perez. That's it. I haven't watched any of them, but I I, I do know that uh, Roxanne Perez, if that is her real name for now, <laughs> is uh, that I know that they they are portraying her a lot more seriously than the other ones. Speaking of portraying seriously, uh, Pretty Deadly, Yes Boy, uh, was sharing their Christmas story last night on NXT, which was interesting. I implore people to check it out because just imagine if a heel got the hand, you know, got their hands on a Christmas story and decided to just chirp everyone around them. Uh, it was quite good. And they were interrupted by the New Day, which was a huge, huge pop uh, relative to the NXT arena and arena as well, relative term, uh, performance center. And they're going to defend their tag team titles against the New Day. I think as you watched NXT last night, you could see that the Creed brothers are not healthy. I don't know when their match with Sangha and Veer is going to happen. And I think that's essentially a number one contenders match for Pretty Deadly. So similar to what we were saying with Braun Breaker and Apollo Crews, I think this is a chance for Pretty Deadly to do a little cheating, hit a little spilled milk, which is their finisher, and get a, a pretty impressive, probably granted not clean win, over the new day and cement themselves as the NXT tag team champions. And and rightfully so they've, they've been excellent in this role. I would say. What I've learned from everything that you just said is that mm-hmm. Veer is an NXT. I had, I didn't know that. Oh, I yeah. didn't realize he was oh, good. I'm glad this year is back is what I'm trying to he, tell you. He should be there. So, okay. That's cool. So yeah, you think that the new day is, is not going to win. Yeah. Gonna come down and, and lose. Uh, yeah. And I think it, it can't be clean. Like you can't beat the new day clean, but you know, if they throw some eggnog in their face and the ref isn't looking or something, um, I think you can get away with it. And to be fair to the New Day, they've had their chance with the Usos. There's not really, like Kofi's already put himself in the rumble and in yeah. the same week got killed by Gunter. Not really a lot for them to do at this point. Okay. All right. What else does uh, Shawn Michaels have for us? All right. Last one for you, Dan, then we'll move to Ring of Honor. I know you're very excited about that. <laughs> not uh, really, but go on, yeah. Maybe compared to yeah. NXT. Uh <laughs> Alba Fire is going to take on Isla Dawn. And 
you know, this is very much an NXT UK match, just copy and pasted into WWE NXT. But I'll say this, Isla Dawn's entrance on NXT is absolutely excellent. Like you talk about the lighting, the camera angles, the video boards just sliding left and right with graphics, uh, the music I can't remember, but they have nailed that. Like they have nailed the presentation of that character in a way that NXT UK, I just don't think had the budget to do. And certainly there's been a character evolution as well. Uh, Two very, very, very good wrestlers Um, and two women I would say to watch out for in general, like we know how WWE's love of vampires and Isla Dawn is a witch who acts like a vampire. So, you know, that's just a license to print money in terms of merchandise. Um, I think this will be very good, a somewhat random match. but And also, I will note, it's it's very unusual that a witch would be afraid of Isla Dawn coming out of this, uh, of Alba Fire coming out of the smoke last night because she's a witch. But nevertheless, I think this will be good, Dan. Okay. Well, I'll take your word for that. Now, again, so... Everything you, we just talked about, or you mostly mm-hmm. talked about, I, I listened. Um, what it sounds like, not knowing the the the, the updated business model of NXT, mm-hmm. this sounds like it should have been next week's episode of NXT television. This is something they should be. Why are they built? Michael, I'm saying mm-hmm. all this. Why why do they need a pay per view? Why why aren't they just building for television? So I, I think it's two things, Dan. One, screw AEW and Ring mm-hmm. of Honor by extension. But two, you know, you yes. and I enjoyed Survivor Series War Games. Mm-hmm. I think this is an attempt to say, okay, we used NXT to bring back War Games, which we couldn't really do in the past or we didn't do. And we made the Elimination Chamber. And, and now, you know, Triple H has even said, we've got too many pay-per-views that are on gimmick matches. And I think that I is going to change. So I think what this is is an attempt to take a couple a couple different ideas and I mentioned them championship scramble, the shark cage, iron man match and sort of what is new is old but also uh WWE killed the day one pay-per-view. Yeah. So we've got survivor series, we've got the Royal Rumble at the end of January and there's this gap in between. And I think one of the things Triple H and it hasn't been as transparent, and I'm glad you asked this question. He looks at NXT still as a third brand, despite the fact he recently said AEW beat our developmental. But to him, it's also a it's third still brand. A brand. It's still a brand. And I think he is moving towards, and this is the best example of it, reevaluating the premium live event. I get a lot of trouble for saying pay-per-views all the time, which I shouldn't. That model so that the NXT calendar is not back-to-back with WWE but is helping them to fill out the year. And I think in doing so, you know, I think he wants tighter, uh, more balanced cards. And I think a women's evolution pay-per-view will be on the cards in the future as well. Um, And I think we'll see things like Hell in the Cell go away. Um, You know, Elimination Chamber, maybe not, but I think this is the first step in a wider effort to rebalance the premium live events. But both the both the premium live event and the TV show NXT mm-hmm. are on Peacock. No, uh, NXT has a deal with USA still, which is oh, I see. oh which right, is a right, carryover right. from when they okay. went head to head with AEW. Now okay. that deal is now on a different night because they also bought hockey rights and whatnot. So whether that deal gets extended may. You know, we might be talking about a one-hour NXT on Peacock a year from now, 
But to this point, um, much, sounds much better. Yeah, but but then to be fair, they have international deals for NXT, like Canada, for example. It's on Sportsnet 360. Um, I don't know how easy it's going to be for them to retract this to one hour. And I think ultimately they've built a system, uh, a developmental system that they're comfortable with. It's embarrassing and silly at times, but it's a system they're confident in at this point. Okay. All right. That will move to Ring of Honor, and we'll start off with the world champion, Chris Jericho, taking on Claudio Castanoli. A lot of you remember him as Cesaro. I still got the shirt. Um, this will be a great match, at least the Claudio part probably more than Jericho part. Um, it, it is funny to me, Dan, and I'll joke about this later, that we're still doing JS versus the Blackpool Combat Club stuff, and William Regal is pretty much out the door if you saw <sighs> or heard a little bit about Tony Khan's press conference today. But, you know, this is a good match. Yes, it it is a good match, but I feel like it's 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 no longer fresh. We've seen it once, and, and then we've also seen it in multiple – like, we've seen them go at it in multiple man matches, like, two or three times already. It doesn't seem fresh. So are they – do you think that they've done all this Ocho business mm-hmm. and him just taking out former ROH champions mm-hmm. only – to go back and lose it to Sue uh, Claudio? No, I, I I think there's more for them to do, but I think what they decided to do is say, okay, here's the Claudio match. We're going to use that on this pay-per-view, and then we'll go back to doing the Jericho stuff. Because, again, and Dan, I'll defer to you. I would assume your Ring of Honor knowledge is better than mine. But We'll see. There's a great list of Ring of Honor champions. Yes. And <laughs> you can eventually widen this out to more than ring of honor champions you have guys in AEW who have kind of become ring of honor guys or you have guys who have great reverence for ring of honor like you can twist and change this a lot and i think there's still a bit more mileage not so much in the matches because i I think jericho is pretty hit and miss in terms of the matches at this point i don't think he always delivers the way we know jericho has wrestled in the past but i think there are great at least match graphics and stories to tell with jericho as ring of honor champion uh, relative to any of these Ring of, Ring of Honor titles. Like, I think the most juice they have is Jericho disrespecting this company and fighting people around the belt. Well, that's, that's this is Jericho's own personal gimmick of that he's mm-hmm. fighting former cha- former ROH champions. Yes, they can change that, but that's just how he worded it. Mm-hmm. So um, who's left of note? Uh, there was, this, is, this wasn't my idea, but uh, I've heard rumblings uh, there's a lot of ifs in this that uh, if he is cleared, the return of Nigel McGuinness oh, wow. will eventually take out Jericho. If, if, if the stars align, this is what's going to happen. He's obviously, as you know, he's no longer with WWE. Mm-hmm. He hasn't wrestled in about eight, nine years. And he is going to the similar doctors that Paige and Edge have gone to. So now it, look, he's trying to come back. So whether he's cleared or not, and if he is, you bet you he's going to be Ring of Honor champion once again. I've just pulled up the list just for fun. Uh, certainly there's some names, even if they're on you know one-day deals, essentially. Loki, you could bring back. Um, mm-hmm. Who else do we have here? Uh, Xavier, I think, is doing something else. Uh, Samoa Joe, you could bring back. But now Austin- he's heel. Yeah, so it might be tr- you could maybe a triple threat. But I certainly- assume, I assumed he, the last stop was going to be Joe before I heard about this Nigel McGuinness stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking they accelerated. I, I think 
this Nigel McGuinness thing is a possibility. And uh, they wouldn't have turned Joe if they thought that they were going to do this. So they're not going to do this. Look, maybe Roderick Strong becomes available. And <laughs> certainly uh, Austin Aries. They're not letting him go. No, I know. I know. It's yeah. silly. Anyways, uh, so some good possibilities there. And, and certainly, you know. A nice, maybe a returning um, Adam Cole at some point. Yeah. No, that would yeah. be good. And again, I think it'd be very easy for somebody to say, I don't care. I want to fight Jericho. And, you know, sure. his list of former champions could be thrown out of the the window uh, necessarily. Speaking of Samoa Joe, he's going to defend the Ring of Honor World Television Championship against Juice Robinson. Uh, you mentioned the heel turn. Like, I get it. It's not the greatest heel turn in wrestling. It just, it happened. There's, I understand some of the motivation, um, but I don't know if it's been flushed out enough. But I think Juice Robinson, and I think it was on Rampage, the promo he cut to set up this match was pretty damn good. It um, was. To the point where, like, I think it's probably the best built match on this card, which is not saying a lot. It's not, but... because especially because Samoa Joe is feuding with Wardlow. And yeah. this is not, why Why isn't this happening? Yeah, why, why wouldn't you put Wardlow on this card? I think that why? would be a feuding... triple threat. But suddenly Juice Robinson comes in out of nowhere. Yeah. And now he's challenging for this. This is weird. Anyways. Yeah, I think but... it'll be okay. Um, yeah. And again, I think it's all credit to him to say, hey, I want to build my name in North America. I don't mind taking down Joe. And I think he made a mountain out of a molehill. And I have all res- like, and I'm not even a big fan of his necessarily, but <clears throat> I was just like, damn, man, that was a great promo. Um, and I, I tip my hat to you. So I guess, okay, look, the, the, the ROH television championship is not a big title. It's not yeah, a big, it's uh, a mid title. It's not, a, it's so you might as well have Juice Robinson win because what yeah. you, you're going to make him lose in his first night in the, in the company. Well, and also you would think Joe would go after the TNT title, right? Correct. Like, okay. You, or, this, yes. or, or does he have it? Or I don't even know. Does, did he win it already uh, from Wardlow? He has Maybe. it, but, it, but they need to, that's what I'm saying, but they need yeah. to, uh, they need to break off that program. That's right. It's a little bit, you know, especially given Joe's age, and I hate to make this a big discussion about age because it makes me sad, but th- that is not a guy in his wrestling prime. He should not be holding two belts. Like, he well, can hold maybe one belt. Two and silly wrestle. belts. Yeah, like, I just it makes both of the belts feel <laughs> kind of papery when you've got a, a wrestler who's, you know, not in his prime holding them. Like, it doesn't feel like a work-rate belt right now. Um, no, well, because you're talking about the TNT. Sorry, you're talking about the TNT or the uh, both. TV like champion. I, I, I think Joe They're both can, the TV yeah. champion, right? Like Joe should be in one of those worlds. He should not he be. Should, in both. Okay, so I'm guessing he's not. Wardlow is going to cost him this belt, mm-hmm. and Robinson he has to win on his first night in. Doesn't well, yeah. but Tony Khan doesn't always make people win on their first night in. But we'll see. Yeah, no, I think at least you'd build a new. Like Jay Lethal didn't win on his first night in. Yeah, now we can't get uh, enough of him somehow. We also are going to have the Ring of Honors uh, Women's Championship, uh, World Championship, I should say. Mercedes Martinez, who I forgot was Ring of Honor champion, uh, is going to take on Athena. Athena's been on a tear going all the way back to like YouTube tapings in Toronto in October. I remember like I sat down and it was just Athena beating the crap out of I don't know who. Um, So her, her story is, again, pretty damn good. Martinez is like a face with a belt on it. Granted one who's a great women's wrestler who people have a lot of respect for and has done a lot of great things, but she essentially has zero story, except I am the champion who you can take the belt from zero story. Where has she been? Has she been on Has she been injured? 
Like, I where have has she been? No idea. Um, she hasn't been would... even on Rampage. It, it's Maybe she's thing. been on Dark or Elevation, but like, there's zero. This is a very cold match, as far as I'm concerned. I think the only way they save this is if Athena wins this, yes. and she destroys Mercedes Martinez so bad that she's either gone for a long time or just she's done. Like we never see her again. Athena's going to win this for sure. Yeah, I think Athena's going to win, and I think at least you have the opportunity for her to just destroy her, whether it's after the match or before the match. And it's just Athena's running rough shot and is at least an impending threat above and beyond Ring of Honor and potentially to a Jamie Hayter or whatever, even if it doesn't actually get to that. But at least you can establish her as like, she took out Mercedes Martinez, uh, you better watch out. And I think if they can do that, then fair enough. They've, this is probably the best use of this belt so far. All right. Speaking of belts that sometimes have good uses, the Ring of Honor pure title is being defended as Daniel Garcia is taking on Wheeler Yuta. It's the JS versus again. the BCC again. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, uh, like uh, uh, It's weird because I understand Garcia's trajectory to other people in this group and Wheeler's trajectory to other people in this group. I'm not exactly sure at what point they ended up in a title match again with each other. Like I'm not even sure, Dan. But I guess this is kind of the rematch Wheeler never got. I don't even remember. I don't know. And I don't also know, like, what is is the Blackpool Combat Club still a thing? I guess. Did you know that at zero time on and on AEW television, on not on any pay-per-view Dynamite or Rampage, mm. did all the Blackpool Combat Club ever appear in the ring at the same time? They really? never were once together, ever, hmm. ever. And but they're a faction somehow. The weirdest thing. Like I, it's the weirdest thing. And now they're done. Now yeah. they're done prematurely. I don't know. I, I hope they find a way to reestablish that group. Because I, I get Regal's thing, and if you see the tweets, it's essentially he wants to coach his son. It's not so much that he even wants to be on WWE TV, and I think his deal will limit that and how he leaves AEW. So that's totally fine. But I, if I was Tony Khan. Uh, I would move very, very quickly on, okay, William Regal's out. Who is the next guy you can bring in to run this group, right? Does Daniel Bryan take on a leadership role in this group? Which is fine. That but could be not, interesting. You can't call them the Blackpool Combat Club. Unless, yeah, yeah. Unless you can, but that'd be stupid. Like the, the leader turned on his group. The, the, the only reason they call it that is because Regal's from Blackpool, England. Yeah. And you can't call it that going forth. You can change the name. But I think this group needs to be dismantled because there's no point to it. I mean, Could it be the Brian Combat Club? You could do the Brian and Moxley Combat Club. Great. Yeah. But you but there's no point to it. There's no point to the JAS hmm. versus like all these these groups had great big origin stories that, hmm. that started off and I was really excited. But as soon as vince mcmahon left i was like okay you don't need to do this sports entertaining thing anymore mm -hmm. but they still do that yeah and now point. you can't do this black full comp this is silly and uh, yeah. it's unfortunate and uh, it, this is like uh this is this has been a tough year for aew i'm not yeah. gonna lie no and it, as you said it doesn't help that triple h is coming and it's not been perfect i, I don't know you know where we're carrying cross will be in a few months but or where's where, he now yeah or where <laughs> 
where hit <laughs> that's Rowan a whole right other now. thing it's not even yeah now that we're now that he's like the the honeymoon is almost over now with triple a's it's like like look look what's happening with like johnny gargano and look mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that both companies have the same problem which is too much talent I, i'm gonna say that i was i was going to say not enough tv time but WWE has plenty of TV yeah. time and they still have too much talent. Yeah. And it's how you use it. Like turning Reggie into scripts, um, which is a luchador who's, I don't know. It's, it's a weird gimmick. I'm not even sure what it is, but we'll Heard move about on. That, yeah. yeah. That's it's bizarre. All right. Uh, we last actual match here. And then I have to talk about a match that's not here. That's very weird, uh, which is related. Swerve in our glory. Keith Lee, Swerve Strickland are taking on Shane Taylor and J.D. Griffey. Oh, right. I forgot about this. Uh, who are these people, Dan? I've never heard of them. I don't know who they are. Oh, I heard of the one gentleman. Uh, Taylor don't showed up on well. Rampage, correct? Yes. Okay. And I, I didn't him. even know him that much because he wasn't... I wasn't watching Ring of Honor television on the final years. Who was? I, and, and so I, I really don't, other than his, other than both of their names I, I've heard of, I, I've never seen a match of either of them, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're taping this uh, hours before Dynamite. So hopefully, uh, and I don't know, JD, I couldn't pick him out of a phone book or anything. Um, hopefully the guy gets some television time tonight and can say, hello. Um, rampage. Yeah, I'm JD, whatever, however you say my last name. And I will be on this pay-per-view you may wish to invest in, and I will be fighting a team you see every week. And here's why. Um, I, I'm a little afraid that might not happen. Um, or, yeah, it, it's, it's it, you know, AW's had some fly-by-night matches, but a pay-per-view match with a person who I don't even have a clue how his last name should be pronounced or what JD stands for. That's bizarre, and it gets weirder, Dan. Because the last thing for you here, and then we'll get out of here because a lot of wrestling, especially on a Saturday. Um, although I guess that's the day now. Uh, is FTR Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, right? FTR is Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Yes. So why aren't they on this? Why aren't they on Dynamite every week? Why is why is Dax Harwood having wrestling singles matches this often? I don't know. I have. I could. I. Don't get me started on the the handling of FTR in this company in either companies. I don't know. I would have loved to have seen a third match with the Briscoes. Were, are the Briscoes on the show? Nope, not that they're I. Not, can see. They're not on TV. I understand why they're not on any television, mm. but the Briscoes are the. When I think of Ring of Honor, I think of the Briscoes. Mm. Uh, in, in you know in the in the in this century mm. or in this. Uh, in the last few years like they, they are the last uh standing bastion of, of ring of honor what would i th- the ring of honor heart and soul where why they're not on this they could i don't know i don't know it's it's odd yeah it's very odd because i if i'm not mistaken dan fdr has an aw tag team title match tonight soon i, I think tonight it's on, i think it's on dynamite tonight don't quote me on that that's what i remember oh, um so oh, they yeah, could, it is tonight too. they yeah. could win those titles I think the Gun Club have positioned themselves to take a shot at the Ring of Honor titles. So, like, I, I guess the problem becomes you can't really sell people on FTR versus the Gun Club. And I I assume there's just no tag teams in Ring of Honor right now. Like, that's the that's only gross. thing I could come away with, right? Like, or is this a situation where there's some issue with FTR and if you know and we're going to see a William Regal situation all of a sudden in 6 months to a year where they're running back to WWE 
Interesting. I, um, I have no clue how long is left on their contracts. I, I know they didn't, they didn't get a oddball stipulation that Regal had where if the Regal stipulation, and, I think that's going to be well, called that, from now on, but that's a weird, like who isn't you heard like this, is, if this is, if this is true, this is the weirdest stipulation I've heard mm-hmm. about the, the contract that it, it should Triple H get back into power, I get to go home. That's, That's such a great a, clause to have. Like I think William Regal should be writing everybody's contracts at this point. How interesting that is that that there's a story for another day. But I mean that mm. um, FTR, I do not believe have the same contract. Uh, otherwise, they might have exercised that by now. It looks like they're treated well because they're they're carrying six belts mm-hmm. in between them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks like that they're that they're given focus and they're, they're being pushed. That's what it, it certainly appears that way, but they're really not because mm-hmm. they're, they're not considered the top team in AEW, which they, they are, but they're, yeah. they're not considered that they're not going for the trios. They're not going. It, it, uh, I think the only reason this is happening now is because a lot of people like me who are a lot more vocal than me have, have been saying, what the hell, like, why, uh, why haven't they, been doing like if this is the last it's uh, now or never to either put all the belts on them or not so it's either put them all on them or start dismantling get let new japan have their belts back let triple a have their belts back and so on to your point and i did confirm they are going for the titles tonight so hopefully dan it's a situation where you know we're talking at like 4 39 eastern hopefully four hours from now maybe exactly they're the AEW tag team tag team champions, and nothing against the acclaim. Acclaimed, they've done a. They're great rappers. Their in ring work is fine. Um, but like Dan, if they didn't have the catchphrase, I don't think they'd be champions right now, and, and that's fine. Like or if they if, didn't have Billy Gunn and Billy Gunn, if they didn't have Billy Gunn and the catchphrase and Billy Gunn with the catchphrase, um, and look, you're moving merch. I get it. That's part of the business, but that's not sustainable. It's you know, it's like a discount DX is the best way I could put it. And and discount DX is pretty damn good. Um, and, and it is entertaining. But so I hope FDR wins the AW titles. And then I hope on Rampage or something, they say, you know what? We're going to see FTR on Saturday. And I guess they're facing the guns, but you're going to get them. And the Ring of Honor titles are going to be on the line. And then maybe they could put those belts on the guns and the guns could go and work all the teams in Ring of Honor. Um, I really like that's a best case scenario, but if even half of that happens, I would be a bit happier that at least, you know, they get that AEW run and or they get this match at ring of honor, which I'm sure for those guys would be an honor, right? Like for lack of a better Mm. term, like they would love it. Um, and the guns can cheat to win and, you know, they don't need every belt on their shoulders. I think it's been proven that that novelty wears off at a point. And you could do something with those belts. And look, you could create a second tier tag team title um, that sort of those maybe lesser teams could compete for along with Ring of Honor teams. And and that could be more sustainable, I think, long term. My goodness. Look, I think uh, I would love it if, if Tony Khan, he needs a timeout. He needs to take a breather. Mm. This has been a really rough year for him, starting with Cody, ending with Regal, and all the garbage in between. Mm -hmm. He has a lot on his plate. I wish this man, who just turned 40, Mm. could have a month or two off and and just 
and maybe uh, uh, maybe I think he's teasing news of a ROH TV deal mm-hmm. um, that might be announced on Saturday or, that, or maybe it's not even, yeah. but uh, it would have been nice if, if he, if he needs to regroup and rethink it because there's, uh, he's taking a, a beating right now. Yeah. And I always steal a, a take from my friends at what culture, um, you know, it'd be great if wrestling just had a little bit of an off season, right? Like, totally. Whether it's full gear or it's uh survivor series, yeah. You know, if they had taken whether it's weeks or a month off, it's never and- had. I know, and like it could, but mm-hmm. the, the like WWE created this model, yeah, and they sold it. They sold it AEW, as a weekly. And everyone ever since, like all the companies ever like believe that they have to follow this. Like, yep. like if they'll lose momentum or whatever, whatever they think it is that they can't have an off season, but uh, you, you know, as a the expression goes like you, you, we can't miss you if you don't go away. Yeah. Right. And they would need, they would really benefit from like a month off at least. And look, even if you can't, you know, take that full month off, look at the anticipation around Bailey and her return just recently, uh, Charlotte Flair coming back, potentially Ronda Rousey going away for a bit, Becky Lynch. And, you know, you shouldn't need someone to have to get pregnant for you to say, oh, maybe they should be off TV for a little while and come back fresh and we can reapproach the character. Because I, I understand that the TV deals like NXT, I think, has a $50 million deal with USA Network. I don't know how many years it is, but it was just because, you know, WWE wanted to go head to head with AW. Suits was finishing. So the network said, here's $50 million, but we need this content every single week. And that's the I get it. It's the competitive advantage wrestling has over every other sport over every scripted property over every reality show everything except for news yeah Yeah. except for news they are able to produce content every single week and multiple times a week and these two companies exact you know point and point of view right there or example there um but it it would be so easy to just like have a match if you lose you're out for six months you know like the js and the Blackpool Combat Club stuff been going on for so long. If that Cesaro and you know, I'm gonna use my old wrestling WB names, Jericho match, if there is a stipulation that whoever loses that, you're out for six months, huge. And you could sync that up with Jericho's tour, you could sync that up with uh Claudio going home. Like Pac has come and gone because of different restrictions and living in the UK, I believe. You can work that into a storyline and give these people a bit more time off. Um you don't need, uh, and this is not limited to ADO, I'm just using it as an example, a Thunder Rosa situation where you're sitting on an interim belt for months and months and months, and you just can't let go of the person, let alone the belt. They are now. I mean, they, I'm glad that they, I'm glad they resolved that at least, the Thunder yeah. Rosa situation. It will be a very interesting Saturday of wrestling. Uh, I'll be honest, Dan, I'm probably just going to PVR the NXT show because um, I'm a cheap guy and I have some plans on Saturday, um, but it's all there for everybody. Uh, are you going to watch both of these shows, one of these shows, or are you content to just read about it after? Because there's a lot happening here. I am likely to watch ROH after mm-hmm. the fact. If you're like you're telling me it's starting at four, I'll yeah. probably watch it around nine or ten that night. Um, yeah. I have zero interest in the NXT show. And I th- Unless I think... you tell me otherwise. You, no, if you think I... I think that's fair. I think that the beauty of it is, uh, you know, 
if it's fantastic with NXT, you can go back on the network and you can watch it, right? Like if the Iron Survivor Challenge, and look, I think Axiom is amazing in the ring. If Axiom goes out there for 25 minutes and probably loses, but just does gifable move after gifable move for the better part of 20, like he'll probably be in the penalty box for a few minutes, but for 20 out of 25 minutes, if he's just giving you high level luchador type moves, it could be fantastic. I don't know if, you know, the women's match has the same level of in-ring workmanship. I think there are more characters in there. Um, but certainly Perez and Stark are great workers. They might be able to do some good stuff. Hopefully they start the match. Uh, but I think that's fair. And I, I would be pretty impressed if anyone is actually sitting there and watching both of these shows live, because that's your whole Saturday gone. There's no shortage of good wrestling, as in... <clears throat> A, a talent and therefore it, it can't just be that anymore like mm-hmm. it can't just be you have these guys that can that can put on a good match and, and do good spots and such it has to be a lot more and if you're if it was a lot more below i i believe that if i miss a raw which mm-hmm. i often do yeah if i pull out my phone the next morning and i see no headlines coming out of it, i know that it was it was a garbage bs raw yeah or at least not newsworthy even not newsworthy yeah this is what happens every wednesday morning when when after nxt Mm. there's nothing that hits the headlines if it was something that's happening i would i would have heard about it none of the people that i follow are you know some of them cover it but none of them say listen you have to go back and watch this uh other than a goofy bit that Mm -hmm. For or purposes. potential Wyatt family member sitting in the crowd. That was the only headline from last night. But which you know, Wyatt family member? I, some guys from somewhere that could be signed and put into the Wyatt family. I didn't even know who they were. Oh, those two. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. So that's okay. something. So I heard but that you're right. as well. That's so low level. Like yeah. you're not going to go back and watch. Like I was thinking about this. There's when probably, stuff. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say you're not going to go back and freeze frame the show and try to find these no, guys. No, I'll find that on YouTube. Yeah, or the right. GIF, or like I'll just take yeah. somebody's word for it in a low res screenshot. That's fine, it. That's like, it. um, it, it's these two brands. It, it's fascinating because you know this kind of is sums up a year of programming, and certainly NXT since Triple H has come in, it's not the NXT it was because it's going to take years if he wants to get those indie workers. And to be fair, AEW has scooped up a lot of those people and a lot of those future people who could be those people, but. It is a better product than it was under Vince McMahon. Um, mm-hmm. Shawn it's Michaels. Less ob- it's less obnoxious. Yeah. Shawn Michaels still has a lot of bad tendencies, which are. I'm talking about all of it, not all of WWE. Yeah. No, that's fair. And look, uh, it, it's funny because Shawn Michaels will always be remembered as not the Marty Jannetty of the Rockers. <laughs> he might be the Marty Jannetty of him and Triple H. Like, he might be the idiot of those two. Or, like, I think they're the both, failure. look, they're both, we got to remember. Uh, you know, yes, Triple H has done a lot of cool things, especially when he was running uh, a smaller project, which yep. I'm talking about the, the black and gold NXT. Yep. When he got to focus on this small thing, mm-hmm. he did really excellent, like high, like that was some of the best wrestling TV in in, in, in decades, yep. in my opinion. Um, but you got to remember that these two idiots or Degeneration X, which is yeah. the lowest brand of humor. These these two gentlemen. They God were basically them, the acclaimed. Love them like, as 
I love them as wrestlers, those yeah. two guys. But those two guys have, were, I don't want them writing comedy. I don't want them in charge of creative. Like, they're they're no better than Vince, who yeah. they looked up to at the time. Yeah, no, and there's a lot of reverence for that era, which, you know, is factually and historically wrong. And I, I, I somebody's agree. pointed those out. I, I won't get into those. But mm. also, I think even DX was a reaction to the NWO, right? Totally was. It was a reaction to their more talented friends, uh, and basically kind of stealing their homework. And it was always stupid, always. Yeah. Even at the height of I don't care how many people loved it at the time. Mm-hmm. To me, it was garbage. It was yeah. always garbage. And, and again, mm-hmm. Triple H will never be The Rock. He'll never be Stone Cold no. Steve Austin. He'll never be Mick Foley. He'll never be The Undertaker. But I love Triple H. I, yeah. I, I think he's great character. He's a great, I, but I never liked DX Triple H. I just mm-hmm. liked him uh, outside of that. I like him now. I, yeah. I like him. But uh, And Shawn Michaels, I liked him as, as an in-ring performer. But he's not funny and i don't want him to be part of uh on charge of any form of creative yeah it's, it'll be very interesting to see what this nxt brand becomes because i think what triple h had done with this brand was more akin to what aw became right the more work rate sport feel organization um and they're gonna have to find something between what Shawn michaels basically made nxt 2.0 to become under Vince McMahon and what Triple H's vision for the original NXT was. Um, And, you know, they've got the NIT deals and they've got other things. So there's pieces here you can't change. Like if you walk next up, you're going to see some college kid try to cut a promo and it's probably his or hers first TV promo. So anyways, Dan, uh, I know your dogs are barking. I'll let you go. Good luck with the weekend of wrestling. Um, I'm not going to be too heartbroken that I'm probably not going to watch any of it live. Uh, we will chat before the Royal Rumble. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.